Did you know that over 60,000 new tracks are uploaded to Spotify every single day? That's a new track every 1.4 seconds, and that's just on one platform. With so much music now available, it's more important than ever to stand out from the crowd. So it's not surprising that more artists are starting to use less conventional sonic textures in their music, like field recordings. Perhaps you've always wanted to infuse the sounds of nature or your favourite city into your own tracks, but not having the right gear or knowledge might have held you back. Well, if that's the case, you're going to love the brand new guide I just created, teaching you how to start field recording with just a smartphone. And it's all yours for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel. Yep, you really do just need a humble smartphone and some minimal extra gear that doesn't have to break the bank to get started with field recording. And I've laid it all out in this handy five-point checklist. So download it for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel and elevate your music to the next level. It's time for another Golden Nugget episode here on Girls Twiddling Knobs. And this time we're revisiting episode number 27 with DJ and sound artist Nick Mack. Inside the full conversation, we explore her artistic practice in depth. But today's excerpt focuses on how Nick Mack used the idea of a self-imposed retreat to spark new ideas and much needed time to experiment freely. For Nicknack, this led to her collecting field recordings in Turkey and then devising a methodology of DJing with them too, and ultimately culminated in her RM Award nominated album, Bashi. So if you've been dreaming of getting some time to yourself to experiment and create, keep listening to get inspired and make it happen. I think something that I found really interesting listening to your work is there's so many sounds in it that that almost sound like like shadows of sounds mm. if that makes sense mm. like, I, I like I'm that. hearing yeah <laughs> <laughs> I really like that that's cool yeah okay <laughs> good it's just there's a lot of like there's some really bassy sounds but they're quiet and there, it's almost like you've just taken lots of the other frequencies out, and that's what's left. And then there's other sounds that are that are more kind of just in the background, but they're very kind of environmental, you know, stuff going on. And so, yeah, it just feels like it's a kind of for me. I was listening to some of it today, and I was thinking how it does feel like there's these shadows of of sounds. They've been subverted in a way, you know. Mm. I really like that. Um, yeah, I, um, all, all, everything on that album was improvised. Um, that was very much me taking the sounds for, 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 for context, taking the sounds I recorded in Turkey, uh, two years ago, and then repurposing them for a live performance that was maybe half an hour or 45 minutes, roughly, um, when I supported Melanie Delaney at Leeds International Festival. Um, so literally, I literally loaded, set up my stuff, loaded the samples onto uh, my software and just interacted with them live. And so that when um, it when it came time to me to really have a think of 
what would I put out if I could? Um, a good friend of mine was like, why don't you just put out your um, your performance? Like, just kind of chop it up into tracks and just put that out. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, that was, like, the most daring thing I'd ever done, really, because it was like, I'm not using somebody else's samples. I'm not, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is a really cool drum break. Let's chop that. In. Like, it was very much you know birds and dogs and just weather changes beaches and I'm just turning them into something else so like there's very little like um I maybe like I, I mastered it and, and did some compression and bits and pieces here and there but essentially what you hear in on that album is me kind of revisiting Turkey in that moment during that performance mm. and kind of just saying this is how I felt while I was there Mm. um and using the turntables to convey that and what brought you to turkey what's the significance there so um there have been points in time in my life where i've needed to just get out of england and some people will be like oh it's just a holiday nah on, on on this occasion and uh, you know <laughs> low holidays um I'd try and just um get out of the country for a couple of days and just spend some time really by myself and um it's a it's a it's a form of therapy that I try to like prescribe to myself every year and I try and go somewhere different every time um and it's just like okay I have I have books I'm not on the internet the only person that knows I'm here is my mum everybody else is like oh, I wonder where Nick's at oh she's not answering messages yeah that's why because because I'm not I'm not anywhere for you to talk to me like just shush I'll get back to you later um and just having that time to really just take in and kind of essentially reset my head yeah. um because you know when you when you when you're just doing all the things finding time to really properly just like be by yourself can feel really alien um so yeah. I, I took I took some time out and was like right I'm going I'm going to Turkey and I need to just like fuck off out of the country for a bit and yeah I was there for four or five days and I don't know why something said to me I should bring my microphone and it was really funny when I was like in the airport and they were like kind of going through stuff they were like oh what's this I was like it's a microphone like oh well, what's that then it's like well, uh, okay a microphone is and then no. just having to talk, talk security through like what zoom make and so yeah. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not as spokesperson for zoom but hey you know this is a microphone yeah kind of like um and just yeah just all of the books I literally took one bag went there was just immediately calm um and just so like okay right back to basics here are books I'm gonna do yoga I'm gonna just I'm gonna read like I'm actually gonna finish books while I'm here I'm gonna just really take it slow and see what sounds I capture as well off the back of it and yeah it was a very calming experience and then coming back into the UK I felt refreshed. So, um, you know, kind of transforming, transforming my experience there into a performance. I'm, I'm not sure how long afterwards that performance was when I got back. Or I can't really remember, but um, 
that was really that was a really calm experience as well because it was like okay this event is quite like based on sounds and circumventing people's perceptions of sound at that, at that point so okay so when I got to the, um it, w- it was at the Brudenell that we that we did the, the gig so um uh, when I got there and was talking to like the engineer and like oh have you got any visuals and lights and stuff I was like no nah, no nah, just put a blue light on the on the thing um that looks cool and then played and I think this was the second time that I experienced this when I did my set um like no one knew that I had finished until I physically stepped away from the decks yeah and then it and then it was like oh okay and then people were clapping that was really powerful to me I think because I um you know when when you're when you're so used to DJing in the sense of oh yeah there's people and you got to you know create help create the atmosphere of the thing and or like you know you're in a club and just like basically bangers all night or whatever then um it's totally different experience but when it's more like okay well this is the most I'm semi-vulnerable now because I'm here and I've got these sounds and no one's heard these sounds yeah so this isn't me just playing Grandmaster Flash or whatever this is like sounds I recorded on on my own retreat that's yeah I, I prefer that because yeah, serious. yeah. On, on my own retreat uh they're not edited they're not polished or whatever like this is what it is um and I'm gonna play them to you for for half an hour and yeah there was scratching there was delay there was reverb there was me just like all over just brr, I can't remember what I did there I know my hands were going all over the place <laughs> but just like brr, 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 and um it's creating bigger spaces from from the sounds yeah everyone was really engaged and everyone was silent mm-hmm. and everyone was paying attention yeah so yeah I that feeling of like no one knows I've finished yet mm. is very um is very warming mm. and it's like okay cool mm. um let me just I'll, I'll physically step away now and then it's like oh okay and it's just <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's yeah it's yeah, I, I really um I really appreciate that moment. Well, I hope you liked this Golden Nugget episode and that it's given you some fresh perspectives and new ideas to try in your own music and creative life. Remember to swing back over here each Thursday for another dose of bite-sized girls twiddling knobs realness from the archives before we drop season four in November this year. If you like this episode, why not hit subscribe and share it with a musician friend? And to listen to the full original episode, check out the link in the show notes. Okay, Knob Twiddlers, I'll catch you here next time. So, how do you like that episode, dear listener? If you loved it, and you know someone else who would love it too, be a good friend and share it with them. Go on, spread the girls twiddling knobs love.